Studios. This is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Would you like to start off with some DMs, Mr. Fox? Yes, there's a lot of them to go through. Do you want to start off with DMs? Or- <laughs> no, no. You said you got a ton of DMs yesterday and some people telling you to let the uh, sports people do the, oh. do the sports things and, and for you to just stop. And you so- know what? He's such a nice guy, too. I mean, we had a good little exchange going yesterday. It was somebody who sent me a DM. He was nice about it. But the first line, this always gets me. I don't agree on the takes of Joe Thornton and the younger guys. I love the podcast, but cringe at your takes and lack of hockey knowledge. Maybe leave it for the sports podcasters. Eh. I mean, eh. well, we can have take everybody. Here's the best part about life is that everybody can have opinions on everything. We don't sit here and pretend to be experts at hockey. We know that there's some great hockey podcasts. If you are a fan of hockey and you want to hear about hockey, you can listen to a hockey podcast. If you want to hear about anything and everything, sports mixed in with politics, mixed in with entertainment and anything else that pops up, that this is your podcast. So most definitely you don't have to agree. And I don't think that any either of us have, I mean, I mean, I know neither of us have ever claimed to be an expert on the subject at all. I mean, I'm just going off of what I saw I'm, I'm, and what I've seen. Um, but that, that's it. And that's just called an opinion. Hmm. Am I right there? Yeah, yeah, you're you're right. You're right. Do you, you know, think you're an expert? No. I actually do work for a pro sports team, but not in the strategy department. I just think that sports is such a personal thing. I mean, hey, just because I think the Leafs are uh, going on the right track and you think they're going on the wrong track doesn't mean that I'm right and you're wrong or you're wrong and I'm right. right. Whatever. It doesn't matter. You can think whatever you want. It's great. I mean, I think Josh Allen is going to be a future Hall of Famer as a quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. There's a lot of people who think I'm fucking crazy for saying that. I just made somebody cringe again at that that hot take. Jeez. <laughs> oh, uh, let's get to a couple more DMs here. Um, hey, Scott, you guys were talking about taking a cheap trip right now. Can you help me understand? I thought borders were closed for non-essential travel. I'm confused. XOXO, love your show. Olivia. We'll take all those distance kisses, Olivia. Mm-hmm. Olivia, it's the biggest... Basically, what we've done is the Canadian government has closed the border to poor and or cheap people. They won't let you drive over the border, but they will let you fly. Somebody actually pointed that out to me on Facebook yesterday, and I hadn't actually considered that. They basically closed the border for poor people. And it's not to say that poor people drive and rich people fly, but that is kind of what they did. You can fly just about anywhere in the world. And as long as you self-isolate for two weeks when you get back, Mm -hmm. it's no problem. You can get back into Canada as a Canadian citizen and a passport holder anytime you want. You just can't drive into America. That's where the border is closed, unless it's for essential travel. So is the border closed? Not really. Not really. But, you know, it, it again, like we mentioned um, yesterday in the podcast, it, what it does do is stop those who just want to do those little things because they're bored, because they want to go across to 
That, Let's go shopping at yeah, the Walden Galleria. I just feel, you know what? I, I got a hankering for some Olive Garden. So let's head on over there and just dabble in those restaurants and then head on back. It I just want a stops, tour of Italy platter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just stops also, all those little <laughs> shitty trips, right? All those little <laughs> shitty things that we used to do. It, it stops it. So if they can feel like they can contain a little bit more and stop the spread a little bit more based off those little trips, those more insignificant trips and non-essential trips, then they feel like they're doing the right thing, basically. Okay, but I don't understand who's lying and who's telling the truth here because yesterday they announced the border is going to stay closed for at least another 30 days. Meanwhile, both President Donald Trump and U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo claim Canada is keen to resume travel between the two countries. Mm-hmm. They can't both be true. No. Is Trudeau? Is Trudeau fucking with them? Is it Trudeau? <laughs> um, <laughs> is yeah. he screwing with them? Is he like, guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. love to do yeah. this. Let's do yes. it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, you know what? But... Trudeau is like that person that always makes plans with people but ends up canceling them. One of those people. We all know that person. There's one in every group. Maybe you're one of them. No judgment. But you make the plans, right? Yeah. You want to go for dinner Thursday? Great. Seven? Sounds, I'm there. But already in the back of your mind, you're going, how the fuck am I going to get out of this? Right. That's Trudeau on the border. Trudeau also kind of reminds me of um, your buddy who's a little pussy whipped. You know, like, yeah, let's do it. Let's get together on Sunday and watch football. And yeah, let's order pizza and wings. And yeah, we're going to drink some beers and do this. And then Saturday night rolls around. Oh, I'd love to, dude, but my wife doesn't want me to go out tomorrow because we got to do this with the kids and blah, blah, blah. Do you blah. believe that shit, Wife though? said no. Do you believe yeah. that shit the wife says no? I feel like a lot of times guys are a lot more agoraphobic than they want to make it seem. So they'll use the woman in their life as an excuse to not go out, even though they don't really like that kind of shit. And they are the ones that want to stay home. Oh, there's a lot of guys who just plain don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. I'm one of those guys. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to do lot, shit. You're not alone. Like, I know a lot, a decent amount of, of guys like you that, that will, you know, will go out and do things every now and again, but don't want to every single weekend. So sometimes you just need a break and it happens that you made the plans with this person, but you don't really want to. So I feel like they always use the excuse of like, the wife says this or no, I can't, you know, she's, I'm not sure she's cool with it. I don't know who comes right out and says that, by the way. And if you do, you better not hope she finds out. Oh, dude, the the wife's being a real bee this weekend. I can't. It's just not a good time. You know, if I do, I'm going to hear about it for a week. Blah, blah, blah. Those kind of guys drive me fucking nuts fucking nuts you're telling me girls don't do that you're telling me girls don't get the whole my boyfriend's around this weekend it's not a good time or we have to do this or he needs my help doing that something like that not as much no not it's probably more a guy thing it's more of a guy thing that they'll use the wife as a shield or talk shit about the wife or something when really that's not the case at all Usually he's just trying to have an escape route and she's an easy go-to and every guy will be like, yeah, oh no, too bad. Like it just, that kind of thing just bothers me when a lot of the time maybe the woman's encouraging him to get the fuck out. Go, go, get out. Go hang out with your friends. Go do this. I know that, yes, in some cases, maybe they really are whipped, if you will. But I think that there should be no such fucking thing as that right now. If you're a good team member, you and between you and your spouse, you encourage the other person to go do what they want to do, but you also have that fair balance of you also go do what you do. We both take turns with, you know, whatever it is, putting the kids to bed or doing the chores at night that we got to do. We'll try to spend time together tomorrow. Like, I just think it's such an unfair thing when the person's making shit up. It drives me crazy. Just say you well, don't want to do it. Just say you don't want to fucking do it. 
Why can't we just be honest? Hey, guess what? I'm not in the mood for that. I have some girlfriends. I'm so happy that I found them. And one of them, you know, Laura. So Laura and I will make plans. And sometimes the day of, we just don't fucking feel like it. I don't feel like driving to Toronto. And she'll go, yeah, I don't really feel like driving out to Kitchener. All right, let's do this another time. I love that I have those honest relationships and it stops shit like that from happening. Sorry, I totally sidetracked, but I had to bring that up. That's fine. And and Laura's doing well. (laughs) Oh, she's doing well. Yes. I'll see her next month. I'll let you know. (laughs) Uh, It's my brother's 40th birthday today. Happy Happy birthday, birthday, Jeffrey. Does Jeff listen to the podcast? I think he used to. I don't know if he does anymore. I I mean, if he does, hey, happy birthday. I'll text you later. Uh, (laughs) But I'm going to his party on the weekend, so I feel like I don't need to go there today. And you know what? When it's a milestone birthday for one of your siblings, I feel like you shouldn't necessarily be phoning the sibling. You should be phoning your parents like, hey, can you believe he's 40? How old are you feeling today? Oh, that's terrible. Don't do that. You're not going to do that to your mother, are you? No, I'm going to see if she's finally willing to admit that was a mistake. She should have quit at me. (laughs) When you you say party, what is that going to look like? I don't know. I know that there is a party, and I know that my sister and I were texting about it yesterday, but I'm not organizing it. His significant other is organizing this. So this is literally one of those just sort of show up and see what happened kinds of deals. All right. Uh, One more DM. Scott, I wanted your input on discussions about the government taking over shares in the automotive industry versus just offering a bailout. Someone was saying that if they took shares, it would prevent them from going elsewhere, like going to Mexico. Not sure if this correlates with the airline industry you guys were talking about on the most recent podcast. Mm. Anna... Listen, I don't have a lot of faith in in the government to do a lot of things right. I don't believe in in just handouts as a bailout. I, I think that we have to get something, and I don't think the government should be in business. I talked about that yesterday. I think that probably the best way the government could keep the, the car companies happy is let them do what they're so good at doing. Let them make cars. There are tens of thousands of government-owned vehicles on the road across Canada, and maybe now's the time when we decide, you know what, guys? Every single police force across the country, every single bylaw enforcement vehicle, every single um, uh, ministry vehicle that's cruising around, every one of them's getting replaced. And they're all going to be hybrid electric, and it is going to have an immediate impact on our our environmental footprint, our carbon footprint. We're going to replace every vehicle in the Canadian government's fleet at all levels, municipal, provincial, and federal. One massive order for like 80,000 cars, Man. but they got to be made in Canada. It's a shit ton of money, though. You're talking about airlines? Now you're well, I mean, we're going to give them the fucking money anyway. I'd rather get something for it. Oh, at I least don't with- disagree with you there. Don't just give a straight up bailout cash. Don't do it. I feel like the taxpayers are the last ones to get considered when the government hands out money. Stop just handing out money. Let's at least get value for the money. That's why I suggested yesterday with the airlines, don't just give them money. Don't buy in and then wait for maybe them to buy you out again. Just buy prepaid flights. We're flying people all over the place anyway. Let's just prepay for those flights. Let's do it. Uh, and, uh, and with the cars, let's just replace the whole fleet. Sure. We might as well do something. Like you said, I, I like the idea of do, having a good impact on our economy or sorry, on our environment as well. That makes sense. Uh, but we all know, I think already at this point, what COVID's done so far, and we're not even at the close to the end yet, is f- 
fucked us for generations. I mean, our mm-hmm. great great grandkids are going to be fucked and be paying for what's happening right now. So right. yeah, we might as well throw in some good cars that'll help our environment out too. Why not? Yeah, well, I mean, this is the thing. If you want to keep them here and you want to keep them happy, let them do what they do. They got into business to be a business. So let's shop at their fucking business. They want to make cars? Great. Here's the condition. It's got to be made in Canada and it's got to be at the absolute least hybrid. We'd prefer fully electric. Go. Here's an order for 50,000 of them or 60,000 or 70,000 of them. It'll probably take you about eight years to do it all. There's your business for the next little bit. But that's the thing is that they're not going to need them anyway because they're not doing a lot of those on-site gatherings anyway. So they won't need them for a while anyway. So you go ahead and make them. We'll take them when, when we're good to travel and we're good to drive around from place to place and see people. It looks like the government today is going to announce over 800 new cases of COVID-19. Uh, I was in, in contact with someone who is an employee of one of the municipalities in Halton region who has told me already that they are fully expecting as of this weekend, Halton will go into a modified stage two, which means they're closing indoor dining and all that sort of shit. Really? Will that change Halloween for you thus far? You never know, I guess, right? I I really don't know, but I'm sure one of the things that's not going to help is the amount of people that were living in Mississauga and decided to go over to the other side of the border there and dine in along Lakeshore in Oakville this past weekend. I'm sure the government sees that sort of shit and thinks to themselves, yeah, "Yeah, well, we're going to have to shut down Halton, too, because now Peel's heading over there, and that's not going to help. Plus, we're uh, right around the beginning of when we should start to see the cases come in from the Thanksgiving weekend gatherings that apparently nobody had, but we all know everybody had them. So the numbers are going to go up. It's just the way it is. I think it's shit that they're going to put Halton in a modified lockdown, but whatever. It is what it is. We'll wait for an official announcement from the government. In the meantime... Let's talk about the announcement yesterday. Halloween, officially not recommended for kids this year. Not in Peel, York, Toronto, Ottawa, and presumably Halton as well. Hmm. I'm going to, I'll just say it. I think the government is wrong on this one. I'm generally fairly supportive of most of their public health measures, but I think they're wrong. I don't think they should tell kids not to trick or treat. I really don't see what the inherent danger is there. Well, it all depends on the way that you look at it. And and, sure, because the way that you probably do trick-or-treating or or remember doing trick-or-treating with your kids is probably responsible. There's a lot of people that don't give a shit. And their kids who are like the preteens, you know, will go and hang out together in large groups and do stupid shit on Halloween. Maybe they're trying to avoid that. Just you got to think about it from this way perspective, too, is if the government in those hotspots, especially is basically saying, absolutely open your doors to every stranger knocking on it right now. That's a great idea. It doesn't really look good on them. I get it. What I don't really like is like there's so much bitching and whining about it. Like, guys, it's one year. It does it suck? Sure. I find the parents are so much more offended. Like, I bet it's you the you're, parents. You're absolutely parents. right. The kids probably man kids adapt and if they're young enough to trick-or-treat they're barely gonna maybe they'll barely remember this like even if they're the oldest level of trick-or-treating and also this gives you a chance to get creative do something different talk to the neighbors that you do talk to right maybe you have like a group of people you know we talked to somebody this morning who lives in a court and the court has decided that they're going to do a distance halloween party with candy and they're going to have it pre-packaged and you can kind of take it put it away for a few days if that makes you feel better and don't let the kids touch it but there's something for everybody there's still a new fun memory 
doesn't mean you have to go doing the same shit. You know me. I'm, I'm not even really all about traditions all the time. So for me, it gives me an excuse to do something different than the traditional trick-or-treating. Why don't we get creative and make even better memories than we would have if we did the old school uh, trick-or-treat, happy Halloween. Yeah, the kids will be happy no matter fucking what. If there's candy involved and they can wear their costume, you're good. You don't need to bitch and complain about it. It's one year. Hopefully, by next year, it won't be a thing. Um, and we can go back to doing a traditional style. But we need to all just just chill out. Create some memories. You're, you're putting too much emphasis on what, other, what the government's saying you, know, you can't do. There's a lot of things you can do. So get thinking. Get creative. Do something different. Talk to your kids. Hey, what does your kid want to do? It's a Saturday, too. Man, if every year for this to happen, this is a good year. You have all fucking day, most people who aren't working. Have all fucking day. Do something during the day that you've never done before on Halloween. You know? There's just so many other ways. I just don't... I hate the bitching and the moaning about it. I don't understand who this really affects because we've all been noticing it. We've all been saying it for years. There's less and less kids going door to door. I think I had like eight kids last year. I've still got like a box of 50 fucking fun size chocolate bars in my cupboard that yeah. I didn't give away last year. I, I don't know how people can be this upset about the fact that they've recommended. By the way, it's not a law. Bylaw is not going to be charging anybody. It's just a recommendation that you not trick or treat in those four hot spots. Mm-hmm. I don't understand who these people are that are upset because it seems like nobody was doing it anyway. Yeah. Last year, I had like a couple handfuls of kids show up at my door and I gave them all their candy and stuff. But by and large, it's not nearly what it used to be even 10 years ago when there was nonstop kids from the second the sun started to set until like 930 at night. And you either ran out of candy or just had to go to bed and turned off your porch light. That's the way it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, speaking of change, and and you mentioned it's the parents that have an issue with it, even though the kids don't. Um, This year, the government put out a poster that you can hang up like, hey, stop here for trick-or-treating. We are, uh, as long as you socially distance, we're giving out candy. Or, not this year, sorry, see you next year. A sign so the kids know, go to that house, don't go to that house. Go to that one, don't go to that one. People are so upset. Well, what was wrong with just turning on the porch light? I don't know. A lot of people didn't do it. <laughs> there, there was a lot of people who didn't have their lights on in front of their house and couldn't figure out why kids weren't coming. Maybe it's not a well-known thing. Maybe we just assumed too much over the last couple of years and people hadn't figured it out. And by the way, stop getting upset with every little change that happens. You don't have to put up the poster. It was just an option. There's Nobody's saying you that you do. can't hand out candy without one of these posters on your door. Nobody gives a shit. It's just a recommendation or an option. Fuck. Yeah. I, I mean, you don't have to do anything. And like I I don't know. I always go back to just because it was traditionally done that way, you feel like it's got to be done. Oh, the kids have done it for five years now. What are they going to do? Other shit. Like do something different. If you're in one of the hot spots and you can't do it again, sorry, sorry, but some parents are not very creative with their kids at all. Like they will not come up with an idea or something different to do. And there are some that already that do, but others don't. And it's just, you know, think ahead, plan ahead and, and figure something out. And again, talk to your kids. Even if they're like five, six years old, they might have a cool idea or a thought in their head that will make them just as happy as going door to door trick or treating. That's the way that, that I see it. But I don't know. I'm also not huge on Halloween, so I don't really give a shit. I, I, I'll go around to maybe a couple of my neighbors that I know and that's it. 
Yeah, I, I this is the one day a year where I wish we could just skip right over it. I'd be quite content if uh, at midnight on the 30th, we just skipped right over to November the 1st. I, I've never really been a Halloween fan to begin with, but I'll participate. And I will hand out candy this year, even though I likely will be in a restricted zone. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to use a lacrosse stick, and I think that's a great, easy way to do it. You're talking about a long stick with a net on the end of it. I'll throw the candy in there, hold it out for the kid. They can grab their candy and go. It's more effective than getting a coffee at Tim Hortons. Yeah. And safer. Sure. Two weeks from today is the U.S. presidential election. Oh, thank God. It's almost over. I thank God. Two more weeks to go. Man, we're not even in the damn country, and I'm just sick of hearing about it all the time. I love it. Love it. I know you do. It's so good. This is a fight it is a street fight. I thought uh, Trump versus Hillary Clinton was a good one. This one, it's even better. Even Democrats don't love their candidate. It's pretty funny. <laughs> and there's Republicans that don't like their candidate either. Just a bizarre election yeah. where it's set up for apathy. And if all the commercials and text messages and emails and social media posts and celebrity endorsements haven't convinced Americans to go out and vote... Let's bring in this new survey. How about a nice little reach around? How about a nice little how do you do? Would that make you more interested in Who's voting? Who's doing that? Let me read you the story. It's uh, on the Newswire today. They say, according to a new study, 3.4% of people. So this isn't a massive number, but when you consider there's over 300 million Americans, 3.4% is a lot of people. Say they'd be willing to use a romantic bribe to convince someone to vote. Now, it didn't describe necessarily what a romantic bribe is, but I think uh, everybody understands that that's a nice little, uh, how do you do? Convince someone to vote or convince someone to vote for a specific party? Well, you can't control how people vote because it's one of the few anonymous things that we still do in this day and age. You can convince them to go to the polls, but once they get there, they go in on their own, they get their ballot, it's all private behind that cardboard box. You mark your X and then you drop it in the ballot box. Nobody really knows how you voted. But think of it this way. Let's say you are uh, a huge Joe Biden supporter living in middle America right now. You're a suburban Joe Biden supporting housewife in middle America. And your husband is just not interested. Doesn't care. Doesn't really pay attention to politics. Mm. Sick of hearing about it. Thinks the whole thing is stupid. Maybe wife goes to husband and says, you know, if you go out and fulfill your civic duty, it's going to be a little reward in it when you get home. Wow. Maybe that's when she has a little conversation with him about the virtues of voting for Joe Biden or or (laughs) it could be Trump. It could be anything. I'm just using a random example here. But there's more and more people that are willing to make it worth somebody's while if they don't typically vote to get them to go to the polls. Now, sex although I'm pretty sure it was oral, but we'll use sex in general, was just one of the ways that people are doing it. The survey also found about one in five would try and guilt someone into going out to vote. One in 10 would use reverse psychology. Uh, 6% would use a food bribe. (laughs) That would actually work on some people. You know, if you go out and vote, I can have a nice little steak waiting for you here when you get back. So in these scenarios, I mean, these are people that are either together or even if they're casually seeing each other. Mostly these are people who are together, right? These aren't like randoms or like random friends that you have. That could be anybody, really. Really? 
maybe it's a roommate. You know, like maybe you guys don't do that sort of thing, the 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 sexy times. So maybe you uh, want to make it worth their while. Like, There's no fucking way you care that much. There's okay, well, let me no give you an example, way. though. I've done – so I have taken up strategies, not the sex one, obviously, but I think it was probably the food one, maybe even cash with my kids when they were able to vote. Really? And they weren't that interested in going to vote. I had to create a little incentive for them to go and vote. In the same way that you might encourage your your kid to, come on, just go get your damn license, and then maybe we can talk about getting you a car, that sort of shit. Right. You can do the same thing with voting. Like, hey, listen, I know this sounds boring to you, and you think you don't know th- that you're up on the issues, but you actually you, are, because you, the news is on all the time in this house. You, so go out and vote, and when you get back, yeah, maybe we'll do a little stop at DQ. And, yeah, I mean, and yes and no to that, because I remember being 18, and much like you, my father encouraged us very much to vote, offered to, you know, take us there, go as a family, or or do it on our own time if that's what's best. But you know, pointed out you're 18 now, whatever. But I knew shit all. Like I knew nothing, and I didn't care. Like I was 18. Like you don't give a shit about too much when you're 18. I hope that changes, and I hope that's not the case for a lot of 18 year olds now. But I didn't give a shit. So I used to just ask who to vote for, or ask him to give me details. Okay, well, who's saying what, and what should I do? And he'd say, okay, well. You know, it's it's not really what I would personally vote for, but this person is doing this with college tuition, by the way, or or with whatever it was that might appeal to me in that time of, of my life. So you might like that. Okay, fine. And I used to just do it like blindly. So is that much better than going out with your own opinions and doing it? I wish more people were engaged, but uh, either way, it, voting is voting, and and you should probably exercise your right to vote. I mean, there are people who have actually died for the right to be able to do this. Right. And it's um, maybe you're a little more informed than you thought. Maybe just having the news on in the reception area at your workplace has, has – uh, some of it has somehow absorbed into your brain that you can actually form an opinion and think, yeah, you know what? I think I've heard enough that I really don't like that person or I really do like that person or they're not the right person for the job. You know, I mean, if you just stop and think about it, do a little read, you can get caught up in a lot of different places. Just choose an unbiased source or someone that you trust to fill you in objectively on it and then make a decision and go and write a little X beside their name. It's not hard. It's funny. I don't agree with that. I don't agree. So here, it, 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 I don't know. I voted every time. I've always voted. But as an example, I have a husband that never votes. He doesn't vote. I don't even think he's voted once. I think one time I happened to have his voting card and I was going anyway, so he did it. He didn't know. He, he didn't care. He doesn't vote. And I will never push people into doing that. You, th- I'm one person in the media who you won't see on a voting day here in Canada say, go out and vote. It's your right. People died. Guess what? All that shit did happen for us to have freedoms. We have the freedom to choose. And if you choose to not give a shit, you choose to not give a shit. I don't really personally care. I just care when people want to complain about somebody in power that did something that we all knew that they would do if they were voted for and you didn't vote. Then I go, well, did you vote? And if they say no, well, that's what happens when you don't really exercise your right to vote. Otherwise, I don't care. You have the option. We live in these free countries. We have the option to vote or not. And some people see it in that way of people did this. We must do it. Cast your ballot. I will never be that person. Do it or don't do it. I don't give a shit. Just don't complain if it didn't go the way that you like or if you didn't educate yourself on it and you didn't vote. Then don't complain. Otherwise, 
Don't vote if you really don't want to vote. I don't care. Yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way, but I suppose that is one of the freedoms. <laughs> it's all—it's one of the things that people them. fight for—is—is is to have free, these. We, it, we can walk around not getting arrested because we didn't cast a ballot, which is great. I think that uh, you've really, really earned the right to complain or to take a victory lap if you will go to that extent. If if you take somebody up on that whole romantic bribe to get them to vote. Or the food bribe or something like that. Like, I feel like if you encourage someone to go out and vote and they go out and vote for Joe Biden because you gave them that encouragement and Joe Biden actually wins, then I think you have the right to tweet Joe Biden and say, I had to buy my kids a fucking McFlurry for you. You better (laughs) do things right. I sucked a dick for you. You owe me lower taxes. You know, <laughs> I bent over and took it so fucking hard for you, you piece of shit. <laughs> I fought for you to get elected and you did this. Listen, Biden, do you know how bad my jaw still hurts? You piece of <laughs> fuck. <laughs> it's just ridiculous to me. Who, who's actually doing it? I don't know, but uh, it's one way. <laughs> uh, last thing. Uh, there's still a lot of people that are going to school in their homes and there's still a lot of people that have to work from home because their kids are home or because work won't let them go back to work. That's fine. Um, in, in studying this, they figured out that on average, kids interrupt their parents' work from home five times a day. Oh, that's Five good. times a day, that's you get good. interrupted by your kid uh, needing this or can't figure out that or just bored or whatever. Five times a day doesn't even sound that bad. I thought it'd be like five times an hour. that's not far off either one thing i will say though is if they're going to survey the kids they should also survey the dogs because the pets they distract you just as much Mm -hmm. when you're working from home Mm -hmm. i can be sitting here working away and all of a sudden that's when the cat decides he wants to walk across my desk he never ever does that when i'm not working (laughs) but when i'm working oh yeah it's time to go for a stroll oh maybe i'll walk on the keyboard and type in a few random letters that shouldn't be there shit like that yeah you're right you're right a lot of distractions all over the place hey everybody thanks for listening to after nine if you haven't already hit the subscribe button in whatever app store you're listening to us in whether it's spotify or apple podcast google podcast kick cast i don't know there's a ton of them we're on all of them There's a yeah, there's a ton of them. There's a ton of them. So wherever you listen to us from, that's fabulous. We love it. Hit the subscribe button, and we will catch you right back here again soon with another edition of After Nine. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.